What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. All right, back on Love Inside. It is uh, part two. We're going to have a three-part series with our man, Matt Barnett. And this, I believe, look, if it's a sandwich... The, the get to know Barnett is a slice of bread. After this, we're going to kind of ask for some observations on some things that were happening around him. Uh, and this is the meat. And, and it is up to you, Barnett. You can choose what type of meat you want to be. But um, we're going to get into it here. This, it sounds terrible, right? But whatever. There's the visual. <laughs> I've been known as meat before. It's fine. There we go. Exactly, meat. <laughs> so here we go. Love triangle. Um, we left the people last episode. You mentioned G was in your your top four, and then it seemed from our you know from watching the show, it got whittled down to a three. Jessica, Amber, and Elsie. And um, is that accurate? And, and what can you share about how long the the final three went on for you? Uh, one day. <laughs> really, it's one day, huh? No. So uh, I think uh, I had the conversation with Jessica. I think uh, the night where I said, you know, I just like want a decision made like that kind of night and where it sounded like I was telling her that she was the only person on her or only person in the place that I would propose to her. Um, I think that was just the, a night. And then the next day we had the conversation where it was like, let's play a game. Do you still feel the same way you felt about me as you did last night? And I was like, no, I mean, I, I didn't not like her. I still had like, like, had built a relationship with her but i i had you know gone on such a good date with, with both amber and lc at that time and i was like i can't i can't 100 percent say i feel the same way because these other two amazing girls are still here and i like i don't want to waste i don't want to throw all my eggs in in one basket and 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 not see where these other places could go really where these other i mean like that's the hardest part about being there is that you know you had all this time to break down and, and, and build relationships with, with multiple people that are like everyone on the show was really a good person deep down. I, I feel like, and, and, you know, you got to find that out and like, you don't, 
in normal dating, you don't really get the opportunity to like see if that person's a good person. And you, you, you can never really trust what you're talking about, I guess, because you just, it's not the same. It's not the same conversations that you have. So when, when you're talking to these amazing people and you realize that they're all amazing and like, you could, you could possibly like anybody would be lucky to have them as their wife. So like, I don't want to miss an opportunity to, if, you know, to find the best person that's going to be the best person for me and make me the happiest and let me make them the happiest person. So, so I think it's kind of, I don't know. I kind of rambled, but no, it's okay. Make it, it, it. That's why I let you go. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> to unpack there. Uh, in the, in the last episode, you had mentioned that, you know, when, when guys that you didn't want to share anything because if there was a competition, I was surprised that it was your answer that if there was a competition that you would be more apt to say, okay, you, you go ahead and, 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 and take, you know, you follow that and I'll, I'll back off a little bit. Do you think that happened with Jessica? Because Mark was your roommate. You shared that with us. And because he was so attached to her that maybe you backed off a little bit. I think it, it helped push me to back off. I think it did. Um, Cause I mean, he was so like into her and like we had had, we had had deep conversations and, 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 you know, I felt really close to her and I felt like we could have a lot of fun together and, and like be a happy couple. But I, I, I saw the way he left the pods when he talked to her and like how happy he was and how much like it, 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 it you know, it affected him. And I was like, when I leave the pods with her, I don't have that same, I mean, I, ha I like I, I have good feelings about her, but I don't have the same feelings that he does, obviously. And I'm like, I'm not going to I'm not going to step on this guy's toes anymore. Like, because it's not fair. It's not fair for me to just sit there and and say, oh, yeah, I want to marry you. And then, you know, I don't actually feel 100 percent that way. You know, like, I, I mean, like, it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain how much was going on when you, you only get, you know, a few minutes of content i guess that's why so, we're here it's why we're so. here to get a few more minutes of, of instead of getting three minutes we want to get like 30 to to 45 so what about the the i guess description uh the way that, that jessica kind of felt you and her left that last conversation or the penultimate conversation before the one where you essentially said yeah this isn't going to happen that that she insists that you propose to her to some degree like what did you make of that interpretation so I, I was really confused and I, I knew Mark was into her at that point. And I was like, I just really like, I wasn't prepared to like be competing with people. I wasn't thinking about competing with people. And when that hat, when, when I found out that he, him and Taylor actually were, were both going after her. And I was like, I just need like, I need some clarity. I need someone to like, <laughs> I need help <laughs> basically. And in that moment I was like, I just, I want, I want, I want someone to make a decision. Like, like she was still between all three of them and we had one good date. And I was like, I, I need you to, to make this easier for me. Like either go with him or go with me, that kind of thing. So, right. so go with one of them and go with me, but yeah. So did you, would you agree with kind of like her position that, that by giving her sort of that ultimatum, you could kind of understand where she was coming from or did it catch you by surprise? Like when she, approached you after you and I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here were, were you kind of surprised that, that she was as aggressive after you two ended up meeting down in Mexico and kind of through the apartments and those sort of conversations we got to watch so one of the things that you guys really didn't get to see was our we had one more date after she walked out and said basically started calling me a foot everybody <laughs> so we, had, we had one more date after that and like we cleared the air and we were, we were like 
okay, we, we obviously have a, a, at least a friendship built here, but like, you know, this, uh, it might not be more than a friendship and like, you'll always have my back. I'll always have your back. That, that kind of thing was, was stated in our, in our, our last date. And, uh, when she came to me in Mexico, I literally like went straight to the friend zone. Like that was my, my placement of her after that conversation, I was friend zone to Jessica. I didn't know if she had any intention or any, any interest in me at that time. I thought she was just looking out for my best interest. So like when we dated, when we had the, the conversation at the pool, she was like, are you sure you're happy? Like, are you, is this the right person for you? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm happy. Cause this is like, I, I thought she was looking out for me the whole time. So I didn't really know, you know, I didn't know anything was going on behind the scenes. Any conversations were even being had about me because I wasn't, it wasn't on my mind she wasn't on my mind in that sense. Like I just, I wanted Mark to be happy and I wanted her to be happy at that point. And As so opposed to, uh, to her being a saboteur and, and trying to maybe undermine your relationship with him because it, look, it worked for the show. It worked for us viewers. We kind of got our villain, right? I mean, and you, yeah. you kind of need yeah. that in a show and, and that's, you know, and, and she was very, she pushed back a lot when I brought it up to her. I said, no, Jessica's a bad person. Like this is that, you know, my interpretation is she just got with Mark to, to string this thing out another week and, and perhaps to, to get access to Barnett. Like, you know, it was, I think it was easy to jump to that conclusion to based on that. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you don't think that's fair or do you think that's fair? I don't, I don't really know what to say because again, I didn't know any of the conversations were happening behind the scenes. I know what Amber wants me to say because she, I don't like, I don't like putting her on like completely a villain. I know she was confused, but also I don't, you know, I don't think it was respectful. So I'm, I'm totally on, on her side about it, but you know, I, I don't, I don't think she's the worst person in the world, but also she's what in, in that situation, it's a weird situation for everyone. And, you know, it's, it's completely confusing. I, I, and we were all going through a lot of stuff, so I can't like, blame her for anything but i'm not gonna say that what she did was right so do you uh do you feel like you well you said you told us there was a, a date that we didn't see so do you feel like you had that closure there and that she just I, wasn't willing to follow it i thought we i thought we had that closure yeah. yes and i didn't realize it and I, and I think up until my birthday party uh i didn't realize that like she had like her like I, I'm not the smartest guy and once I put her in that friend zone I didn't realize anything she was saying was kind of like inappropriate or came off as inappropriate and then I think about around my birthday party like I was like this this is kind of getting a little weird like thinking about right. me and stuff like yeah so ready okay Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. 
And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And then there was the, uh, the second side of this, this triangle. I don't know if it's an uh, equilateral or isosceles or what kind of triangle it is. but uh, It's some sort of rhombus, I think. It's a square. There you go. Okay, yeah, I guess that's true <laughs> because we had G in there as well. So what about, um, what about LC? Because that, that was, it was almost sort of more painful, I think, because it was just, you know, we kind of barely got to know her. And, and really sort of the, the, the centerpiece of, of LC was her being let down and crushed by the fact that you did not pick her. What can you tell us about your relationship with her? So, uh, wow. So the LC was kind of like middle ground for me a long time. And then like we started having more fun and more conversations. And I was like, this girl's very similar to me. Like we can be goofy. Like it was like, like we're very alike. And I think that was one thing that kind of, kind of pushed me away from her that. And then I think there was one conversation where, uh, where I, where I actually decided, that I was going to marry Amber over LC and it was a conversation that I had with LC where she was like talking about her features like and and she was like at least I have real boobs and stuff like that and I was like yeah but like like that's not what we're here for and it kind of like took me away from her it kind of pushed me back and I was like she's she's trying to win a competition or something along those lines and and it kind of felt like she didn't want to be the person that wanted to get broken up with and I was like that's totally me I would be that same way, but also right. like, like I, I don't want that person. So when that realization happened, I think it was actually like two days before I proposed to Amber. And I think after that, like after I made that decision, I, I, I think we didn't get to go on another date until the last day. So like, so you didn't get to see, like, I didn't get to, like, there were two days where I was like, I can't tell you that I can't, like, I don't want to be with you. And like, you're sitting there stressing out about this. And like, you're going through all this pain. And like, I don't want to put you through any pain. I knew that I didn't want to be with her. And I like, I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> and it was like, right. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. So this is probably a bad, it, it, and I shouldn't do it. It's a terrible parallel, but I, I'm kind of thinking of sort of, you know, now we have these, these graphs in our brains as it relates to the current situation. We're in the pandemic that's spreading, but there are these bar graphs and here's your numbers. And you see these bars passing one another. And if we take these three of, of Elsie, Amber and Jessica, is it fair to say that it's a race where the bar, Jessica's bar passes Amber for a little bit, then Amber kind of takes the lead and maybe Elsie, gains an advantage or did it seem like it was amber jessica lc you know win play show kind of through the whole thing so really it was so weird because like i got to pick who like my top person was every every day so like at the end of the day i would say this person is who i want to see again they're they're number one and then number two and number three basically and i think i think that number changed a lot because because i would have something pop up in a conversation that I was not expecting. And it would be like, wow, that's something I really want. And like, I would try to focus on the things that I wanted out of a, a marriage. And, and because, because I was told constantly, I was like, dude, you got to stop worrying about other people's feelings. Like I, I felt bad about it, but like my, all my relationships up until being on the show, it was, I'm going to focus, like I'm, I'm worried 
way too much about other people's feelings and I've never worried about my feelings. And I've sat in relate long-term relationships and been like, I'm not happy, but I don't want this person to like, like, I don't want to hurt this person and not let them. And like, I don't know, basically I was always worried about their, their feelings. And then, and then someone came up to me in, in the pods or not in the pods, but in the, in the living area. And they were like, man, you got to stop worrying about their feelings. You got to, you got to do what's right for you. And you got to kind of figure out what's right for you. And I was like, okay. And so I, I was, I tried to, I tried to push their feelings to the, to the back so I could get, you know, my head straight. And, uh, and yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think every time someone would say something that, that was something that I wanted, that would kind of push them a little bit further to the front. And I, it was very, it was very tough because they were, they all, like I said, they were all great people and, and, and it was really difficult. And I think once I, I want to say like probably the third to last day, uh, one of my last dates, not my last day, but I think the one before it, uh, LC gave me a, a gift and it was like, she had never been at the top of my list, but she had always been like hovering around the top of my list. And she gave me a gift and it was a, uh, like a CD player with a CD. And like the first song on it was like, like one of my favorite songs of all time. And it was like, not, not like a, like a common song, like, like not one that everybody would be like, Oh yeah, it's normal. Like stairway to heaven or something like that. No. Right. Like what song was it? Come on. We got to know. Oh shoot. What was it? It was, uh, it was Casey elephant. Uh, uh, I think in my head or something like that. Sure. Yeah. And so, so I was like, Oh wow. I like, I didn't expect it. It kind of caught me off guard. I was like, wow. And like, it kind of pushed her to the front and I was like, okay, maybe I need to give her more of my attention. And then, and then once we had the next conversation where it was talking about physical traits and stuff like that. And I was like, maybe, maybe not. Right. So, and then that's kind of like uh, this little thing kind of was like a, a speed bump, let's say in, in my relationship with Amber. And it kind of, once I got past that, I was all Amber. So right now, uh, like anybody over the age of, I'd say 40 is like, yeah, the mixtape, man, it's still alive and well, <laughs> you can still secure someone's art <laughs> with the right song on a sweet ass mixtape. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com you deserve a moment to yourself every single day and a delicious bite of a keebler sandies can give you that comforting pause don't forget to pack the melt in your mouth magic of a keebler sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up this magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by ernie and the keebler elves so as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 
when you were trying to process what was going on with these these three, you know, as it got down to the final, or maybe even if it was the final two when it was Jessica and Amber, were you thinking about like marriage or was it kind of like a partner? Like how, how did you visualize like what you thought you were going to get out of this? Was it a full on, did, does that make sense? Like, did you visualize yeah. marriage and, and, and being together with them for, for the rest of your life? Or did you think about, Hey, which is the cooler person and the more compatible for me to maybe date? So I think initially when I came into the show, it was kind of like who, who I'd be, I'd like to date. And that's kind of where it led off. And then, and then once I got towards the last couple of days, like with Jessica, Amber and LC, I started talking about marriage a lot more because I was like, this is the point of this is like, I like, I could end up married at the end of this to one of these people. And like, that's kind of where my conversation start, started turning towards marriage a little bit more. And I, you know, and, and I don't know, like, I didn't want to leave this with just a girlfriend, I don't think. And, and I wasn't going to get engaged and then leave them at the altar and be like, yeah, we'll just, let's just date or something like that. That wasn't the, that wasn't my goal. It was like, if I'm going to get engaged, I'm going to take it seriously and I'm going to marry this person. Like I'm going to put hundred percent effort, like, do whatever I can. And I think like when I actually proposed to Amber, she gave me an ultimatum that you guys didn't get to see. And it was basically like, we're in this together, you know, like, like I need you to be a hundred percent in this and, and work with me every day to make sure that, you know, we have a marriage that lasts and you guys didn't get to see it. It looked like I just said, Oh, will you marry me? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, she, she was like, <laughs> she took a step back and like started like grilling me and making sure that I was going to be a hundred percent serious and I wasn't going to play games anymore. I was going to be and and I think like one of the, uh, one of the clips they released on Twitter, like behind the scenes, like I went up to Nick Lachey, like at the end and like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent in this. I'm a hundred percent in this. This is this, like, she, she needs a hundred percent. I'm giving her a hundred percent of me. And I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever strayed from that after that you know so do you think that's maybe what what led to the whole jessica thing that that you were now starting to process okay now i have to move from dating and girlfriend to to marriage and maybe you kind of just changed the tone or the the lines of conversation and that maybe led her to think oh wow this is this is going to happen this is yeah, going to go all the way i think that's 100 percent what happened and that it's because i started talking about marriage and i started thinking about like who's what's it going to be like being married to this person and I started asking questions that were like what's it going to be like when I'm like if you're working and you come home to me or if I'm working and you come I come home to you like how is my day going to go because I mean the day-to-day -day is the like the part of the marriage that like makes the marriage last in my mind so I was like okay what's it going to be like are you going to like be excited I, I just want someone who's excited to see me when I come home because like because right. I I don't know it just it brighten my day like if it's a bad day at work and someone's happy to see you it's like my whole day is better now thanks for being there so did you do um did you do any like recon with the other guys to find out you know what they were learning or what they had figured out from the the girls that you were interested in um the women you were interested in did you want to to kind of mine the other guys in the facility to figure out if there was anything that maybe they were keeping from you um did you kind of go did, did you think about that line at all um, yes. So I, I ended up, I ended up, uh, having a couple conversations. So like, I, I think I was talking to Wesley. I think the only line he really had in the show was talking about how women don't go for short guys or something like that. Right. Short Wesley. Exactly. Uh, and, and, uh, he was like, he was, I was telling him that I was into Amber at one point and like, he was like, yeah, she seems like a firecracker. And like, at that point, like I was like, Oh, 
she's got red hair and like I never le- left my head that she had red hair and I assumed she had red hair and I was like okay I feel like they might have set this up for me but uh right um and then uh oh I think I had a conversation with someone I think it was Damien and it was like talking about Amber and how she had a lot of guy friends and stuff like that and I was like I could, I'm okay with that, I guess. Like initially, like that's kind of like one of those things, like a girl with a bunch of guy friends, you think like, oh, they could get passed around, like kind of like, and and that's not the case. And it's just like her, her guy friends are some of my best friends now. So, uh, but like, it's very scary to guys to, to, to interact with a girl that has a bunch of guy friends because, you know, it's competition and they're like older brothers kind of towards her and stuff like that. So, and, uh, uh, I kind of, I kind of set back for a second when I was told that. And then I was like, I, I can deal with it. It's fine. <laughs> like, I was like, so, I like, I like her too much to like say guys are going to get in the way of this now. That's the deal breaker. Exactly. Yeah. The, so there are a couple things there. One, um, going back to what you said about LC, that, that it just, it, it turned you off when she was describing her features versus, um, Amber's features, whatever it may be that, that, that competition. Then you, you mentioned that Wesley said firecracker. So you pictured red hair. Did you like not want to know anything about how the girls look? Did you not share if they asked you what your physical appearance might be? I, I kind of wanted to respect the, the experiment as much as I could. I mean, there might've been times where I think we might've talked about like our doppelgangers or something like that. And I, I think I may have told, I may have told someone that I looked like Liam Hemsworth and Amber might've overheard that, but I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't think I do, but I kind of, I've heard it before. I've also heard like random, like celebrities. I'm like, I don't think so. Like I've heard someone call me Channing, Ch- Ch- Channing Tatum. I'm like, eh, no, I don't think so. Hey, pretty good. <laughs> like, I'll take pretty it. Good ones. I'll take it. But like, yeah, but okay. And uh, I think someone said she looked like, uh, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Sandra Bullock. Oh so, yeah, that works. I can see yeah. that. So, so I was like, okay, but I was like, I still had the red, like I still, I think one of the, one of the pod dates, I, I talked to her about what I thought she looked like. And it was after the conversation with Wesley. And it was like, I think you got like red hair, like tattoos and like shape one side of your head shaved. And like, cause she's had that like feisty personality right. and she was in the military. And I was like, okay, she's like GI Jane over here. Like, I don't know. I was right. kind of just trying to like put something together, but I never really had a clear, clear view of what she looked like or, or I, I think uh, the only person I kind of knew what they looked like was G because I, I, her name sounded familiar and until after, like uh, after I actually get to meet her, like uh, we had matched on one of the dating apps, uh, I think like ah. Hinge or something like that a long time ago. And I reached out to her and on Hinge and she never responded to me, but I was like, I started putting stuff together. Like she had a weird name and like, she was like Venezuelan and, and uh, Croatian or whatever. And, and I was like, this is kind of matching. And I was like, Oh, maybe it is that person. And then it right. was, but, but I never like, I didn't kind of, <laughs> I didn't like let that decide anything for me. So. Yeah. I was, Cause I'm trying to figure out, cause Jessica seemed, you know, taken aback when she saw you like, Oh wow, he's really good looking. And then she also said, Oh, he looks exactly like I thought. He would look. Did you do you remember sharing with with her at all? Did you guys play that game at all about what you guys look like? I think I told her how tall I was and uh, I, don't know. I played baseball. So that was pretty much all that she had to work off of. So 
I, I don't really remember all of my conversations. I don't think I, re- I kind of like playing games. So I like, I like joking around and saying like, I was like five foot two or like, you know, right. or had like long hair and I was balding and stuff. So, so I was just to mess around and kind of yeah. like, if someone asked me a question like that, like, and they were like trying to dig to see what I looked like, it was kind of like, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to give them anything because it kind of felt like wrong. But but if the if the conversation was fluid and it kind of led to that, maybe there was more conversational. I had brown hair, you know, green eyes, whatever. So so going, you know, as we kind of kind of put a button on the uh, on the triangle. You mentioned you had the one extra conversation with Jessica that they didn't air. Um, you mentioned that LC was kind of out after you know maybe two days before you came to that final decision. So how long? would you say you were locked into Amber before you actually proposed when, when you realized, yeah, this is the number one between, I guess, from when you, cause it's hard for us to kind of get the timeline on how this it, all, it's, all yeah, works it's out. It's very confusing. Um, yeah. Uh, probably like two or three days. Like that last conversation I had with LC pretty much sealed the deal for me. And I was like, okay, I know who I'm, I, I had a conversation with Rory and like, I was like, I have the best conversations with Amber. I have the, the most deep conversations with Amber. And like, she's the only person that can like bring anything out of me, like bring me, make me a better person kind of. And that's kind of the way I felt about it. And so, and so I was like, Amber, it like clicked. And I was like, Amber, Amber, Amber. And they were like, Oh, you're not going to go on any more dates with Elsie. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> cool. I think they wanted to keep that, that kind of going. So it's like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Right. But, and then nobody else was was going down that deep down that road with Amber in the in the facility. I think the only like I don't think so. I mean, I think Mark and her had a bunch of good dates, but I think they realized that they were friends. And like, I think most of the time they would just like be, be playing the guitar and they'd be singing together or something in the, in the in the pod dates. And then um, uh, that's, she did, she dated Damien for a while, but I don't I don't know. I think she was pretty much set on me pretty early but uh, yeah so in terms of in in terms of um kind of the the idea of proposing to her did you have to craft kind of how you wanted to do it did it just come out that one day like when did you decide because you know it seemed like there were you know that that some got some some couples got engaged early like with with days to spare is that fair to say and and like so kind of give us an idea of how it all came together from when you decided to when you actually proposed people people made decisions early yes uh but mine was like the last day that we were there because I didn't want to waste time. So I kind of, I kind of wanted to give everybody an opportunity and give myself an opportunity to, to, you know, play the field as much as I could to make sure I'm making the right decision. And so, yeah, it was like the last day and I didn't have anything planned. I kind of just, I think I was waiting outside for like the longest time. I was the the very last person to get engaged and, and, Right. it was very stressful for me and when I went in there I kind of didn't know what I was going to say like and I was like do I well, I think we had like 45 minutes to kind of make a decision and on our last day it was like our last date we had 45 minutes so I was like you can just go in there and propose or like you can give like a long speech and propose and I was like I don't know I just went in there and then I, I don't honestly remember what I said I wish I kind of I wish I had the actual full proposal but I don't so uh, I, it was it was long and then before she said yes, she, she said, she like started, you know, asking and, and making sure that, that I was going to be in it. And, you know, we had a long conversation about if I was going to be a hundred percent for her. And then, yeah, then she was like, okay, yes, 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 yes. Let's do this. So, so then take us to that moment that we, you know, it's, it was very cool to reveal, you know, and, and the, uh, the moment when you see her for the first time, kind of 
Give it, is that the, is that peak nervousness for you when you're standing behind those two doors? I was very stressed. I was, I was, I think we walked in or I walked in my side and uh, Nick Lachey was there and you didn't get to see him, but he was there. And like, we had a conversation about like how I was feeling, like what was going to happen. Like, you know, like basically like calming me down and, and, and talking through it and just saying, are you ready? Like, are you excited? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And, uh, and then it's like, you can pick some rings. And then like, I showed all the rings that I could choose from if I wanted to basically. And, and so I went and picked the one that I thought would best suit her and it ended up being perfect via her words, but <laughs> right. Um, um, yeah. So, and then, and then I sat there behind a wall for like 20 minutes waiting for the door to open. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I was like, okay, okay. This is very stressful. And then when the door opened, like I saw her from far away and I was like, Oh my God, she's like beautiful. Like, like just gorgeous. And, uh, and uh, she had her head down and she was like not moving. And I was like, what's going on? Like, and I started like walking toward her and, and I was like, Amber, but you didn't see that. But I, I, feel, I screamed Amber and I was like, and she stuck her head up and like, she saw me and she started like smiling. And I was like, yes, this is great. Right. And it was, it was one of the most amazing moments in my life. Just like that, that, cause it was like a full day after I proposed to her. It was like more than 24 hours almost. With no communication with her until. No communication right. with her. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I, I saw her and I was like, I made the best decision. And then honestly, I think we, we, we got to talk for 15 minutes there, right. When we saw each other right. and then, then we got torn apart and I was like, I don't want to leave. Right. <laughs> and, leave. and torn apart for how long? Uh, three days. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah that's a long time. <laughs> so, I, so I asked G this, I would love to know, um, what, what you think, um, if, if I should say, if you, if you kind of found this as well, I, I, you know, she had mentioned when she first got into the facility, she was very similar to what you said. She's like, everyone's so beautiful. Um, when you looked at all the guys and you said, it seemed like they were all good looking guys. Did you then kind of jump to the conclusion of, Oh, you know what? All the girls are going to be good looking. So regardless of who I pick, it's probably going to be someone that's attractive. I kind of, I mean, I hoped <laughs> that she would be right. beautiful and she is, but, but you know, uh, I, I didn't, no, for sure. I thought it could have been like one of those, those like uh, prank shows or something like that. And like all the girls were not as beautiful as, as Amber, but I got, I, I got lucky. I kind of, I kind of pushed that to the side, that bad thought to the side. And I was like, she's going to be beautiful no matter what. So, but, but I didn't, I wasn't too worried about looks initially. So. All right. Well, there it is. The, uh, the meat of the conversation, the, uh, the triangle explained. And then, uh, we got one more with you, so we're going to get to uh, because you were one of the few couples that that got married and and are still together and just kind of life after the show and and how that's all worked out the ups the downs we went through it with G and and Damian and now uh, we're going to be able to to get through it with you and and how it's going with Amber so we'll do that in our next one it's our three part series with Barnett uh, so be sure to check in next week when we post our next episode here on Love Insight. Subscribe to Love Insight on iHeartRadio or however you get your podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, 
or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.